Oh, we don't dare say this anymore at the uh, dinner table. It used to be said way back in the day. Children should be seen and not heard, right? You used to hear that. Children should be seen and not heard. Now, uh, now you would precipitate a mental health crisis if you said that. Uh, but this week at the State House, uh, we had some children uh, who were seen and heard, uh, but they were not heard to their satisfaction because the Senate budget that was approved yesterday uh, includes Senate Bill 83. Senate Bill 83 is a great piece of legislation, but the kids hate it, and the professors hate it. Now, sometimes you can tell uh, you are over the bullseye by the people who oppose you in what you are accomplishing, Uh, such is the case with Senate Bill 83. Um, at the State House on Wednesday, uh, we had some students there. Oh, this was quite the little production. Four students were dressed in black and white graduation robes, um, holding a mock funeral, they said, for the state's higher education system. Uh, they also, um, wore T-shirts depicting the sponsor of Senate Bill 83. That would be uh, Jerry Serino of Kirtland. Uh, depicting Mr. Serrano as, uh, Serino rather, as the Grim Reaper. Uh, they carried signs, the kids did. Silence equals death to higher education. And hey, you of Michigan, you got any empty seats? Well, I have bad news for you, kids. You probably couldn't get accepted to the University of Michigan. Uh, Some of them had duct tape over their mouths and held battery-operated candles in their hand. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't have been there. I agree with the right to peacefully protest and assemble. That is in the Constitution. Good for them. But in your peaceful assembly, you can still be wrong in the opinion that you hold. And these kids are wrong because they are exaggerating and misportraying what Senate Bill 83 will do. Senate Bill 83 prohibits a college professor or a high school teacher from teaching things like America is a systemically racist country. It was created on the foundation that uh, white people will always have the upper hand in the judicial system, in the business system, and all the systems that are in place in Ohio and in the United States of America were put in place with the specific goal of keeping minorities down and not giving them opportunities. Senate Bill 83 will require an authentic telling of American history. It will also prevent faculties at the state's colleges from going on strike. They are public employees, so they should not be able to strike because they are paid by the taxpayers of the state of Ohio, okay? So uh, I love the bill. I think it is uh, one of the few instances where the Ohio legislature has emulated states where they have effective Republican governors like Florida, Texas, Iowa. But the people who protested said things like, uh, this will limit the free speech of universities and professors. I mean, I suppose you could look at it that way to some degree in that you won't be allowed to teach 
only one thing. So I guess you could say, well, I just want to teach critical race theory. I just want to teach the 1619 Project. No, it's actually an expansion of free speech. But I could see why if you're looking at it through a lefty lens, maybe that's what you'll say. Uh, Another protester said, this bill jeopardizes all that we have achieved. On that, you are correct. Because you have achieved over the last half century uh, the ability to exorcise from the classroom foundational values, principles, and vision of America. So kudos to the Senate for passing this bill, attaching it to the budget, and we'll see what will happen to it uh, when it heads to the reconciliation process where it is debated by the House, debated by the Senate. The way this works, you get a House budget, then you get a Senate budget, The two are different. They come together. They work out their differences. Then by June the 30th, it has to be signed into law because that is Ohio law that you have to have a budget uh, by June the 30th. And the budget has to be balanced. Heaven forbid that we would ever have anything like that in our federal government. That would retard our ability to be hopelessly in debt and to spend ourselves into uh, astronomical 40-year highs in inflation. Now, Tucker Carlson was back Uh, on Twitter the other day after being threatened by Fox News that his uh, little Tucker on Twitter show violates his uh, exclusive contract with Fox News. I don't think that's an easy case for Fox to make because Tucker was posting on Twitter while he was working at Fox News and they had no problem with it. There are many people on Fox News who tweet and who uh, put their opinions out there on Twitter. Uh, It doesn't cause them to be sued by Fox or uh, served a restraining order by Fox. But Tucker was talking about an instance that happened on Tuesday night when both Joe Biden and Donald Trump were speaking at the same time. Trump after his indictment in Florida and Biden at some kind of an event was past his bedtime, probably around eight o'clock. But Tucker will explain Uh, how Fox got into trouble, and why a Fox producer uh, was, I mean, he wasn't, was he, if you resign, if you offered to resign and you were told to leave immediately, are you fired or did you resign? Kind of, (laughs) yeah. Either way you want to look at it. But here's Tucker explaining what occurred. On Tuesday afternoon, the Biden administration had Donald Trump arrested. It was a pretty big news story. You may have seen it. Just before 9 p.m. that night, as part of its coverage, Fox News ran two live video feeds next to one another. On the right, Donald Trump addressed his supporters in New Jersey. On the left, Joe Biden spoke at an event for the Secretary General of NATO in Washington. Beneath those videos at the bottom of the screen, Fox's banner read this way, quote, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. Those words were up for less than 30 seconds, but the effect was immediate. Inside Fox, the women who run the network panicked. First, they scolded the producer who put the banner on the screen. Less than 24 hours after that, he resigned. He'd been at Fox for more than a decade. He was considered one of the most capable people in the building. He offered to stay for the customary two weeks, but Fox told him to clear out his desk and leave immediately. Then the company issued a public apology for the 27-second-long wannabe dictator line. Quote, The Chiron was taken down immediately, Fox's PR department said. 
and then added ominously, it was, quote, addressed. Now, Fox has been, of course, struggling big time in the ratings since Tucker Carlson left. It's very interesting to me looking at this from a long distance away. Fox was a ratings juggernaut a month before Tucker left, up to the day he was fired. They had eight, nine of the top ten cable shows. Every, I mean, everything they put on the air was a dominant show. Hannity, even Laura Ingram, The Five, you name it, Special Report, Jesse Waters, you name it. It crushed. I did not know at the time how fragile that dominance of the ratings was. But the firing of Tucker Carlson has revealed that Tucker Carlson was the glue that held the entire operation together. Being at 8, 8, 8 p.m., he was must-see TV enough that people stuck around from the five special report and Jesse Waters to watch him, and then that would springboard Fox into a dominant evening's performance. Their ratings have cratered since they fired Tucker Carlson. <clears throat> but there's more. Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire yesterday came uh, in possession of some internal documents from Fox. After I tell you what Matt Walsh's investigation found yesterday about what Fox encourages its employees to do, uh, their ratings may plummet even more. Because what we've always thought about Fox uh, may be even less true than we realized when they fired Tucker. So what is going on at Fox News? Uh, I will te- I will agree that the uh, label the producer placed on <laughs> Joe Biden's speech the other night, it's called a Chiron in the industry, okay? It's the, basically you see underneath when you're watching Fox or watching MSNBC or whatever, it's a place where they put the person's name, okay? They'll put the person's name, and then they'll have like a little headline on there to kind of clue you in as to what they're talking about, you know? Biden refuses to answer questions. Trump indicted on 37 counts. That's a Chiron. Well, the other night while Trump was speaking in Bedminster, New Jersey, and Joe Biden was speaking somewhere at the same time, they ran a picture of Trump, a video of Trump on the right-hand side of the screen, a video of Biden on the left-hand side of the screen. And the Chiron said, wannabe dictator prosecutes his political opponent. Now, the wannabe dictator, of course, is Joe Biden. Well, the prosecuting of the political opponent, Donald Trump, is what motivated the producer at Fox to put into the machine, wannabe dictator. Okay, that's too strong. If I had been running the Chiron, I would not have used wannabe dictator. Unless, of course, you want to get fired or chased out, which, of course, is what happened. The guy was censured. They did not take him up on his offer to stay two more weeks. He got bounced. Not a joke. Not a joke, Joe. No, it's not a joke. Uh, But... Fox has been hammered in the ratings since firing Tucker Carlson. There are those who think Tucker Carlson fell out of favor at Fox because he is uh, too anti-big big big pharma. Because pharma is one of the big, you know, big pharma, Pfizer and the others are one of the big advertisers on Fox. And Tucker has been one of the leading proponents on ripping people um, 
in positions of authority who've talked about the vaccines and the social distancing. But every host on Fox does that. That's why I don't know that that could possibly be uh, what caused Fox to take Tucker Carlson off the air. But this idea that we have that Fox has our back, Fox, they're the one network, they're balanced and unafraid, Mm, not so much. Matt Walsh, Daily Wire, has obtained internal documents from Fox News employees. So there's some unhappy campers in the building. Why? Because they're being blackmailed, threatened, oppressed, to use a word the left would love, although the left wouldn't care if a Fox News employee was oppressed. Fox Corporation encourages employees to support radical LGBTQ organizations and has deployed AI, artificial intelligence, to track people's commitment to DEI principles. So like every big business, they have an employee portal. You go in, you put your hours in, you put your vacation, requested vacation in, you check your accrual of sick time, whatever. So they have an employee portal at Fox. Some of the disgruntled Fox employees who were sick of this nonsense took a screenshot of their portal, gave it to Matt Walsh, which shows the company encourages employees to donate to the Trevor Project and the Alley Forney Center and the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center. Now, what are these three places? The Trevor Project hosts a sexually explicit chat room that connects children as young as 13 with LGBT adults. The Ali Forney Center supports injecting children with cross-sex hormones. And Fox praises the organization for helping homeless LGBT youth. Fox also praises the Los Angeles LGBT Center, an organization that recently posted a video of a mother surprising her trans daughter son with his I had to change the pronoun his first dose of hormones so this is what's going on at Fox News now we have this I guess it's a debate raging about whether as Mark Cuban said the other day Woke business is good business. Woke business has taken over, and the phenomenon that has enabled woke business to take over is this thing that our, uh, was that the townhall.com editorial that ran right after, right before this last, uh, before this segment, Alan, coming out of the last break? And the guy on there talking was talking about ESG policies. ESG is something you really have to become aware of. And I know you may want to say, I can't keep it all straight, Bruce. CRT, SEL, LGBT, like the alphabet is whacking me over the head. I feel like I'm under assault. Well, you are under assault. You are under assault. But you're under assault under the umbrella of ESG. And ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance. You know big companies are companies that are publicly traded. They have stocks, okay, that you can buy stock. You can buy stock in Fox Fox Corporation if you want to. Fox News is a part of Fox Corporation. You can buy stock in CBS. You can buy stock in Coca-Cola, Heinz, whatever. 
the people who own the majority of the stock in every big corporation are the people that that gentleman was talking about in the town hall review. BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. They're known as asset managers. What does that mean? It means they own the assets of big companies. And oh, they manage them, all right. Now you may say, oh, manager. They just kind of give advice. (laughs) Yeah, they give advice, all right. If you own the most shares in a company, which BlackRock does, which Vanguard does, which State Street does, what kind of influence do you think you have over that company? You have tremendous influence over that company. Because let's say you own a big chunk of Coke stock. Let's say you own 15% of Coca-Cola stock. What happens to Coca-Cola's stock price if you dump all 15% of the shares? Alarm bells ring. Oh, my God. Why is why is Coke? Why, why are there so many shares of Coke stock liquidated? What's wrong with the company? What's wrong with their financials? Coke must be failing. So BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, when they hold on to these shares of stock, can manipulate the company to do whatever BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard want. And what they want is the companies not to be managed for profit, but to be managed according to BlackRock's mindset, goals. And BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard are managed by people who want to initiate a radical takeover by woke causes and woke beliefs. And they dictate to companies what companies can do, not what companies should do that's good for business. So this is, you've heard me maybe talk about this at times when I talk about joining the patriotswitch.com slash Bruce movement. But this is so nefarious I'm going to tell you in the next hour about how illogical, the nice way of saying lying, ESG scores are. What do you think would be better for the environment? Who do you think would score higher on an environmental social governance test? A company that makes electric cars or a company that sells cigarettes? Ponder that and we'll get into it as we progress.